navigate the Disney parks with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. To infinity and beyond. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm Derek Sassman. Of course, we have Dr. Doug with me. Now, Doug, our topic today, I'm excited to just dive right in because it's one of my favorites because I know you do it and we do it on every Disney trip, and that's character dining. Absolutely. Character dining is lots of fun. You get to uh, eat a good meal and meet some characters. How many, now, how many character dinings have you done at Walt Disney World? I do not know. We have done um, quite a few. There are two or one and a half that we have not done, and uh, we'll get to that later. But uh, we've done almost all of them, and some of them multiple 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 times that's me my first my first experience what i what i fell in love with character dining was back in this aladdin meal back in like 1992 and it was just a lot of fun i was nine years old i love meeting aladdin and now it's been a staple and it's a great opportunity i love seeing my kids get that special one-on-one time with princesses and characters you can skip lines but the thing you always hear and the thing we're going to talk about today is it's expensive Absolutely. You got to have a game plan to pay for it if you're going to do it. Um, You got to kind of plan out how many it's worth, what you really want, and what you're looking for to get out of the meal. All right, Doug. Well, let's go park by park, breaking down what they have, why or why not go to that one, cost effectiveness. And let's start with the big one at the Magic Kingdom, the one everyone knows, uh, the one that I think might be the most expensive. You probably know that better than I do. But it is the Royal Table with, of course, the Cinderella. Yeah, absolutely. Cinderella's Royal Table. That's the big one. Everybody wants to do it. Uh, You get to meet Cindy right when you go in. And then uh, usually, but uh, I'll just say this now, characters are always subject to change Um, from today and forward. You never know who you're going to get, but usually it's pretty consistent. So that's a disclaimer for the whole show here. But uh, with Cinderella's Royal Table, you meet Cinderella right when you go in. You get your family picture with her um, with PhotoPass. And then uh, you have Belle, Aurora, Snow White, and Ariel, typically. And Cinderella's Royal Table is what Disney's uh, doing is fine dining. So you get some fancy food, um, some steak. Uh, It's also uh, prearranged. There's only so many things to pick from. It's not a real big menu. uh, And you get one of each course type of thing. But the price that you mentioned earlier, it's probably one of the most expensive. It is the most expensive any guesses Derek have you looked lately I, I think it's I, we because we didn't choose that one I know it's in the 50s per person maybe 60s for per adult all right so dinner which a lot of people want dinner it's $75 per oh, adult wow. 45 for kids breakfast a lot of people try to book that 8 a.m. breakfast it gets you into the park all the way down to the castle before the rope drops so that's one way to beat rope drop is getting that 8 a.m. breakfast um, $60 for adults, 35 for kids. I don't know how much French toast or scrambled eggs you can eat, but I'm pretty sure it's not $60 worth. But you do get to eat in a castle, and you do get visited by five princesses. If you take the amount of time that you'd spend in line to meet those five princesses, it's pretty significant, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. I know what's crazy is we've actually tried to book the Royal Table a couple times, and it gets sold out 180 days in advance. Absolutely. Um, 
that's one that you definitely you have to have your ducks in a row, um, 180 days in advance. And it's not just booking that first day that you can. So uh, my wife, she books clients dining for them. She's usually up at 5 a.m. to do it online for them. And she doesn't get Cinderella's for that first day or the second day or the third day of their trip. It's usually like day five, day six. So you have to have a longer trip and book Cinderella's towards the end of your trip to really get the time that you want. You can get the three o'clock in the afternoon time, um, you know, 150 days in advance. But if you want to actually eat dinner at dinner time, uh, you got to book it way in advance, right when the dining opens. Oh yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those things that we're eventually going to get to. We've been uh, we've struck out a couple, but our last trip we tried to do another character dining uh, at the BR Guest, the new restaurant in Fantasyland. Beautiful, all Bell and the Beast, and we actually got one of the last uh, slots in the breakfast time. The only thing is, and we're going to talk about this in a second, that wasn't a character dining. So, talk about the Be Our Guest restaurant in the Magic Kingdom. When can you see a character? Yeah, lots of people think that's a regular character dining. Like The rumors before it opened was that Belle was going to move from Cinderella's Royal Table over to you know the castle she belongs in, but that did not happen. So if you book a dinner, which is extremely difficult to get, just like Cinderella's Royal Table, we're talking 180-plus days in advance, uh, you meet the Beast as you leave. Uh, Beast does not go from table to table like our traditional character dining. Traditional character dining, you sit at your table, the character comes to you, your kids hop up, you get your pictures, you interact for a minute, and then they move on to the next table. You get your own little private time. You don't even have to move. But the Beast is like after you're full and you're stuffed and you've had your steak and your gray stuff, you waddle over and you get your picture with the Beast on your way out. And that's the extent of character interaction that you get with Be Our Guest. So it's not really a character meal, but... If you book dinner, you do get to see a character. Yep, and that's kind of the the complaint I've heard now from a handful of guests, and I think Disney probably will change that here in the future. But right now, it's still one of the hottest restaurants to go to. And so until there's that major demand for Belle to be there when you walk in, she'll probably hang out with Cinderella there. I mean, both... Both places are always busy, so I know a lot of people complain about how expensive character dining is, uh, but Disney understands people are willing to pay, and why would they bring the cost down when they keep selling out these restaurants? Absolutely. Now, now there is one more place in the Magic Kingdom. What is that? The Crystal Palace. And who is there? The Crystal Palace is uh, Winnie the Pooh and gang. You got Tigger, Eeyore, Piglet, along with Pooh. Um, it is a buffet uh, style dinner. Um, so we're Cinderella's Royal Table. Their servers, they bring everything to you. Very fancy, upscale. Um, Crystal Palace uh, is a buffet. So you're getting up, you're filling your plates. If you have little kids, uh, some people love buffets with little kids because there's options and they know they can find something for them to eat. Other people absolutely hate it because you're not just getting your plate. You got to get your kids. So Crystal Palace is a buffet. Um, Price-wise, it is definitely not as much as Cinderella's Royal Table. Do you have any guesses on the price of Crystal Palace? Uh, no, I'm thinking it's about $30 a meal, maybe. $30 for breakfast. Oh, for breakfast. So, there you go. For breakfast. So if you can eat $30 worth of scrambled eggs, some people have to justify it that way. But you're getting to meet those characters. Those are characters, three of those four, you can't meet in the park. That is the only way you get them. So there is some... Uh, some nice exclusivity when you do character dining. 
Um, now, my family has never eaten at Crystal Palace. My wife has. She, uh, on one of her research trips, she ate there. Um, and it's typical buffet food. She did not go away hungry. She's had plenty of options. But my kids do not like Winnie the Pooh. They always make jokes about Pooh, um, not the, the bear. So we have just avoided that because we didn't need a five-year-old making poo jokes at the table or on the buffet or anything else like that. So that's one that I haven't done, but my wife has. Yep, we have not done that one either. We actually walked by, waved at Pooh, and my kids were just, they didn't know who Pooh was either. So uh, we kept kept going. We, we thought about yeah. it, but they weren't interested. Um, but yeah, let's keep this show going. Let's move on to another park. So those are three, and uh, the nice thing about Magic Kingdom is they are tiered a little bit, so you can go expensive if you want to have characters, or you can go a little bit less. I mean, they're all going to be pretty pricey. But let's move on to the Animal Kingdom, because that is probably going to be my next character dining at the Tusker House. Now, I know you've been there. What are your thoughts about that one? Absolutely. Tusker House, the only uh, character dining going on in Animal Kingdom as of right now. They've recently just added packages for the nighttime shows that just debuted. So that's something we'll have to keep our eye on going forward is whether these, uh, similar to the Fantasmic package, but now it will be Rivers of Light or the Jungle Book show in the evening. Um, so that's something we'll have to watch because that makes the meal worth even more. But the buffet is very nice. It has African-themed food along with American traditional. So if you're a picky eater, you never have to worry about starving at a Disney buffet. And this one is a buffet. And the characters that you see there, it's Donald's Safari is like the name of it. And you meet Donald before you go in. You get your picture with Donald, similar how you meet Cinderella at Cinderella's Royal Table. And then you also meet Daisy, Goofy, and Mickey. And looking back in old pictures, we've met many there before. Um, so I know characters can move, and they're in their safari outfits. That's one other thing about all these different character meals is they have different outfits on. And that's one thing. My wife is kind of like a character hunter. She likes to have, like, if Mickey has an outfit, she would like to have a picture of it. So that's one way to get them. Um, Price-wise, it's identical to Crystal Palace. So same prices as Crystal Palace. Um, they kind of have some demand being the only game in town in the Animal Kingdom with characters right now. Yep, I've heard great things about it. And like you said, the new package that they're starting with the night show, now that only about 20% of the park attendants can actually uh, see the nighttime show, it's going to be worth it. I know when we go down in either January or February, your wife is absolutely going to book us the dinner package along with the night show just to ensure that you get that ticket to be able to see the new the new river show yes absolutely i think it will be possibly critical uh it's hard to say how the show goes over um but uh, you gotta try you, it's it. one of those things you gotta try at least once absolutely animal kingdom has been under renovation for seven years I've, I've taken i've taken a break from animal kingdom so i'm excited to go back to it uh now that all the construction walls are down yeah, they're starting to fall. Um, it'll be really nice once Avatar opens up. I, I um, bet there'll be an Avatar character dining too, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Sometime in really the future. Short. Yeah, I will as well. Let's let's move on to another theme park, keep the show going. And we're going to uh, now the new park that's under all the construction, Hollywood Studios. But it does have one of my favorite character dining options but let's start with uh some of the ones you like uh we got hollywood and vine what do you think about that 
Yeah, so Hollywood and Vine has the only character dining um, in the park. During Star Wars weekends, they did some stuff over at the Sci-Fi for breakfast, but that unfortunately has gone away. But So Hollywood and Vine has two different character options. They have a Hollywood minis in the evening at dinner, and breakfast and lunch is Playhouse Disney. Oh, play- oh my gosh, I'm showing my age. Playhouse Disney. I've gone to it when it was Playhouse Disney, but now it is the Disney Junior. Disney Junior. Dine. Yep. Oh man, I feel really old. My kids are getting old. Um, See, my kids. My kids are perfect. That's one of my favorite experiences. Was the Disney Junior Play and Dime at 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 uh, the Hollywood um, Hollywood and Vine. It was great for my kids. I'd say we've done this meal more than any other. Um, we've done it at eight a.m. pre rope drop which sometimes works out good, sometimes doesn't with kids. You can't guarantee you're going to get out of there in time. Other times we've, we've done a late breakfast when we're off the dining plan. When we're on the dining plan, we make sure we do a lunch because lunch costs more. But uh, it's got Jake, um, Sophia the First, Doc McStuffins, and Handy Manny. Um, it's gone through a whole lot of characters. So if you went there five years ago when your kids were little, it's like a whole different meal now character-wise because Disney Junior rotates through characters so fast on TV. They do a pretty decent job keeping up. And, yeah, um, my, I heard Miles from Tomorrowland is going to be coming very soon. I, yeah, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't replaced Handy Manny yet. But uh, Disney Junior is not on the TV in our house nearly like it used to be. It's kind of a little bit sad. It's it's on it's, in our house right now. The Lion Guard is on upstairs. So. Oh, yeah. So I just we passed it on to you. But we've eaten there a ton. The food is good. Um, nothing amazing, nothing horrible. But, uh, yeah, it is a, a great meal price-wise. Um, it is a little more expensive mm-hmm. than um, the last two we've talked about. Breakfast is like two dollars more, and lunch is up to forty-one bucks. Yep, so. we had lunch there, but for me, it was so well worth it. It was a great break in the day. It was cool in there. My kids got to dance. I, they, it's not just mm-hmm. characters coming and meeting. It's actually then after you meet Jake and Sophia, then they do dances and entertainment. And so my wife and I kind of got to eat in peace and got to laugh along while our kids were up there dancing with Jake and Sophia and Handy. And we got some great pictures. Uh, we ate so much that we didn't even need to eat dinner. So it kind of killed uh, two birds with one stone. So that that really will rank up there as one of the most uh, my most favorite character dining experiences. Definitely one of the most memorable, and I and I definitely got to highly recommend it if you have kids in that in the toddler age group. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one reason why the adult price is a little elevated there is because so many people go with two year olds and one-year-olds, and they are free. Yep. So you don't have to pay for your two-year-old to eat, and they get to eat off the buffet. So that might be one reason, because it is a very heavily concentrated of little tiny people in that restaurant. Now, in the evenings now, Disney recently started doing this minis of Hollywood sort of thing, and uh, so it's kind of like the Fab Five is who you meet. I, I think it rotates. It might be Chip and Dale, too, in there, and Donald, Minnie, and Mickey, but uh, they're in Hollywood outfits or seasonal outfits. So they've been in Easter attire, um, like their Sunday best, and they've kind of rotated. So we'll see around 4th of July. I bet they, they show up in their their uh, patriotic garb. And we have a reservation there. We just made reservations for Thanksgiving week. So we're curious as to see whether they're wearing pilgrim outfits 
or if they're going to be already in Christmas attire. So that will be interesting to see going forward what they do with that dinner. Um, Because that was a Star Wars dinner before, and Mickey, Minnie, Donald, they were in their Star Wars outfits, and you got Darth Goofy. So they've kind of taken the Star Wars dinner and changed it into an everyday Mickey and Minnie type of thing. Awesome. Well, let's keep moving on to a, a theme park I've actually never done any character dining at because I never take my kids to, and that is Epcot. What do we have there? First of all, I'll just say it again. you got to take your kids to Epcot. I, w- I will when they're a little bit older, absolutely. Oh, you don't need to wait, no. All right, so you have two um, great meals in Epcot. Um, one is everybody is, is a great meal for girls. The other is probably the best character dining for boys in the parks. Um, what do you want to start with, girls or boys? Uh, you pick. You're the one. I've never been to either. All right, I got two daughters, so I better go with uh, Akershus. It's in Norway. Um, Norway just is getting expanded with all the frozen excitement. So this meal's always been popular. It's kind of the the meal when you can't book Cinderella's Royal Table, you say, ah, but there's a better one, and we're gonna book that for you. That's this is the answer. Akers is so you meet Belle right when you walk in, get a picture with her, and then there's usually Aurora, Snow White, Ariel, and Jasmine. However, we have met Mulan and Pocahontas and some others, I think Meg even one time. So they are willing to mix it up a bit. Um, there's a little parade around. So like you were talking about playing dying, how there's more than just sitting and eating. Um, you also get a little bit of a parade, a princess processional, I think is the proper term. Um, the food there, um, breakfast is very American. It's served family style. Um but there is a buffet, so it's like both family style and buffet, which is a little different. Um, dinner and lunch has a buffet of Norwegian favorites. Um, because of that, we've kind of avoided dinner and lunch. It's a lot of fish. Um, there is a carving table. You won't go hungry. You'll still find stuff that anybody can eat. Um, at all these buffets, there's also a kid's area with the mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, pizza, so there's always a little kids area, and sometimes I make fun of my wife when she gets the food off of the kids area. But uh, Ep- Epcot has Ackers. So, sometimes kids get better food. They get chicken nuggets, and sometimes you just want to eat know. a chicken nugget. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Price-wise, okay, so we had Crystal Palace in the Magic Kingdom, very popular. We had that at $30 for breakfast. Any guesses on breakfast at, at uh Ackershes. I'm guessing 25, 30 bucks, usually around there. $50. Oh, wow. $50. So this is a popular one. Lunch is $58. Um, I think lunch and dinner have the same price these days. So, um, yeah, it's expensive. So princesses drive the price up, I guess. Um, so this is a good one for the dining plan, that's for sure. So let's move across from Norway over to the Land Pavilion, where we find Garden Grill. Now, this restaurant is cool because it spins. It rotates. So that's kind of fun. The kids love that just to begin with. Um, And then on top of that, you get to meet Chip and Dale and Mickey and Pluto. Here they're in farmer attire. Oh, fun. Yeah, so if you're looking for characters with different outfits, there you go. You get farmer Mickey and um, Chip and Dale. And Chip and Dale are awesome at character meals. This one serves family style, um, so you don't ever have to get up out of your seat. You put the kids on the edge of the booth, and you sit back in the back, and uh, they hop up, get their pictures, 
I don't even have to move. That's one thing I love about it. This is the one character meal that I will book because of the food. It's the only one. So the one for the boys is the one that you like to do for the food. For the food. So you get family style. It'll have usually a salmon or halibut. depends on the season. Uh, a steak, little steak slices. Um, and there's turkey, gravy, and stuffing. And you can ask for more. The bread and the butter is really good. It's like got a honey glaze going on. Um, there's a really good salad that you, if you take the land ride right before you go eat, you can see your salad get picked pretty much. Um, the food is really good. That's one thing we like about it. Plus, you never have to get up and go to the buffet. Oh, nice. Well, that one sounds good. I might have to. Maybe I will actually take my kids to Epcot or maybe just uh, I'll eat there and meet Chippendale because they're two of my favorites that I always got to get a picture at. But, uh, yep, next time maybe we'll, we'll have to try that one out. So we've done all four theme parks, but there are still a few other uh, – people don't realize a lot of the resorts have character dinings. And so let's talk about a few of the resorts, uh, including the one that you do not like. But um, let's start with uh, probably I think the most famous one is Chef Mickey's at the um, I'm, Contemporary. I'm, Contemporary. There you Contemporary go. Contemporary Resort. The, the tram goes right through it, and I see it every time. We have tried to book that on multiple occasions, but uh, uh, flight plans have delayed us. So I'm sure you've been to Chef Mickey's a couple times with the famous Mickey Waffle. What do you think of that? I've, I've been to Chef Mickey's. Um, I've never done breakfast there. We're not big breakfast uh, buffet people because we're rope droppers. And so if you do a breakfast at Chef Mickey's, it's really tough to make it a rope drop. However, you just walk on over to the park. So we like to do a late breakfast or an early dinner. Now they do lunch, so now they're going all day long. But Chef Mickey's, right there, you can see it from the monorail as it zips through the contemporary. You got Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Pluto, and Goofy. So it is the only place to see the Fab Five all together. They are in chef attire or cooking attire. They're all working in the kitchen. Um, so that's kind of special. You get a different attire there. Food-wise, the buffet is huge. Lots of options. Um, the uh, Probably the famous dish there is the garlic uh, mashed potatoes. They are mm, pretty buttery yeah. and creamy. Um, lots of dessert options. It, really, all the Disney buffets, they have one or two special items, and then the rest is fairly similar. It's hard to go wrong at all these character meals. Um, Price-wise there, it's a little bit more than the Crystal Palace and um, – Tusker House, we're at 38 bucks for breakfast, 48 for dinner. So it's not one of the most insane ones, but it's also not the cheapest. Uh, the greatest thing about it is it's really great for the day you arrive or the day you leave if you don't have a park ticket. Um, you can, If you arrive, say, at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon to MCO, hop on the Magical Express, you check into your resort, then you get on the bus, go over to the Magic Kingdom, but you don't have a park ticket – you just walk from the Magic Kingdom on over to the Contemporary, and there you are. You get to meet the Fab Five without even going into a park. Yep, I think that's what we're going to try and do, and that's a great piece of advice. Don't start your day. Make sure you were rope droppers, so you want to rope drop at the park. But yeah, try to get Chef Mickey's uh, before or after. Maybe start your trip or end your trip 
uh, meeting those guys um, because it, it does, the one complaint I've had, it does take up some time, and so you are missing out on time at the parks. And if I'm spending money on the parks, uh, I definitely want to spend my time there. So definitely before or after the trip, with any of these resort ones, because I think the next one on our list is the famous 1900. Can you tell us a little bit about more about that? Yeah, 1900 is great. It's got two different character meals going on in the same restaurant. It's in the Grand Floridian um, in the main building there. Pretty easy to find right on the monorail loop again. Um, breakfast is uh, the supercalifragilistic breakfast. I like to call it the British breakfast because all your characters are from England. You got Mary Poppins, Alice, um, Mad Hatter, Pooh, and Tigger. So... You know, you just add the Beatles, I think, and it's a revolution. And, and Doctor Who. That, that's, I yeah. need that for me. <laughs> that would be, be way better. Um, once again, this is a breakfast we haven't done. We have dined at 1900, but we haven't done the breakfast just because we don't do many breakfasts outside of the parks. Um, and my kids, uh, their interest in Mary Poppins and Pooh and Tigger, and it's kind of limited. So, but it's a great breakfast. Lots of people love it. Um, Typical breakfast buffet with a couple additional, you know, special only to that restaurant type of stuff. Um, the dinner, though, that is that is a great one. It's Cinderella. So you got Cinderella and Prince Charming, which you can't meet Prince Charming anywhere else. Then you also have the stepmother and the stepsisters. Now, the stepsisters and stepmother are hilarious and extremely entertaining. When we did this, oh, I think the first time we did it, my son was five and um you know we had prepped them like to ask the stepsisters some questions you know and so my one daughter asked the first one who's the better musician because in the movie they argue about that and that the i can't remember which one we were talking to at that time but the other stepsister was all the way across the dining room and she just you know stood up and starts yelling at her about how she's better at the flute than she you know and they come running over there and they're fighting and then a little later on they do like a dance thing where Cinderella has like her ball moment. Well, the stepsisters grab a grab somebody out of the the dining hall. My son got to dance with one of them. He was thoroughly embarrassed, which is excellent. Um, so, and she just kept coming over randomly and giving him kisses. So, the stepsisters are hilarious. This nineteen hundred is great just for the entertainment of them. But you have to interact with them. You can't be shy. Ask them questions. Any of the face characters. You really have to talk to them, ask them questions, think about the movie, something that they can kind of work off of, and it will be quite worth your time. Well, and that's why you do character dining, because you get that special one-on-one time you don't get in the parks, and I love it seeing my daughter talking to Ariel, and Ariel answering her questions and staying in character. It's hilarious, and, and you got to have fun with them as well. Even my wife is like your wife, getting pictures with all the princesses, and oh yeah, we're here for the kids, so another reason why you do character dining. Now, we have a couple more left, and I believe it's Cape May Cafe, That's mm-hmm. a, and where is that one located? It is in the Beach Club, so it is just kind of like how Chef Mickey's is a short walk from the Magic Kingdom. Cape May is like that to Epcot. It's right outside the International Gateway, so we'll actually book like a 10.50 breakfast, because it's only breakfast, and then we'll show up at 10.50, and they leave the buffet out till the last person leaves. We'll close the place down. Um, there you get to meet Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. For some reason, there's only three characters um, listed, but uh, it the interaction is great. They have a 
the tablecloths are paper and they give you crayons so you color on them and like Mickey will or not Mickey sorry but Minnie will color too we've been there where we saw the characters like three or four times because we closed the place down they just keep coming around and there's only like 10 people left in the restaurant um, it's the typical breakfast food but it always seems a touch fresher because it's not nearly as crowded as Chef Mickey's or uh, Crystal Palace it it's just a little bit um, more low key, and they're wearing beach attire, which is kind of cool. Donald has a life jacket on, which I find hilarious because he's a duck. Yep. But uh, I've got pi- I've gotten a picture with Donald in life jacket. Yep. Yeah, I just think that's hilarious. And Goofy, um, he taught my son how to surf the other day, or not the other day, the other time we were there. So it's one of our favorites. Um, that is a family favorite for breakfast, and we like to get that. Basically, we do a brunch. We'll do rope drop Epcot head over there, and then come back into Epcot and work our way around the World Showcase. It's a great place and uh, to go, and we really love it. Well, we have two more left, and the first one is Ohana, and I don't even know where that one's at, actually. Ohana is in the Polynesian. So Ohana, breakfast is character meals. The dinner is an awesome all-you-can-eat meat fest. That's for a whole nother show, just that one dining experience. Kate May also has a um, clam bake, like a crab themed dinner so they don't do characters in the evening they it's all kinds of seafood so ohana breakfast is it's family style it's not a buffet um they bring the food to you and it's a polynesian themed food just like the polynesian would have you so um i have a mango allergy so i only get to eat about half the stuff there they bring me alternates and stuff that they promise won't kill me um, same thing with Tusker House. There's a lot of mango on the menu there, so they they promise not to kill me there as well. But uh, Disney does an awesome job with taking care of uh, allergies and special requests. But Ohana has Lilo and Stitch, um, which you really can't meet anywhere else. And then Mickey and Pluto in Hawaiian attire. So if you want to see Mickey in a Hawaiian shirt, that is the meal you got to book. Only place you're going to be able to do it unless you go out to Hawaii and go to Olani. Um, but Ohana breakfast might be a touch cheaper. Um, so it is a great meal um, in the Polynesian, right on the monorail loop. So you can see all those monorail resorts have a breakfast option that you can do. If you get the earliest one, like 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m., you can do it and get to the park, but it's a, it'd be some hustling involved. Yeah, well, one of the great things is uh, resort hopping, and there you go. You can do three different resorts and do three different character meals. And we're going to finish with your not favorite, your least favorite character option, and that is the Mickey's Backyard Barbecue at the Fort Wilderness. Yeah, so this isn't uh, traditional character dining. It's also got a show involved. It's two credits. Out of all these meals we talked about on the dining plan, um, Cinderella's Royal Table and Mickey's Backyard Barbecue are the only ones that are two credits. Cinderella's, when you see here, $75 price tag, that makes sense that it's two credits. Um, Mickey's Backyard Barbecue is $59 for adults, 33 for kids. So two credits, if not the best use of two credits, it's definitely more expensive than some of the one credit. Um, it's $1 more than Akersh's, which is one credit. So let that sink in. For $1 less, you say you can go to Akersh's and only use one credit. $1 more, you got the backyard barbecue. On the money side, though, one thing the backyard barbecue does do because it's considered a show, it includes your gratuity and it includes alcohol. So if you want uh, a beer or wine, 
Um, that's included in the price. Um, that's the only place you're going to get that with character dining. So if you need a drink to make it through a character meal, which I hope you don't because the enjoyment on your children's face should get you through the character meal, uh, Mickey's Backyard Barbecue is the place. But the food at Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, it's supposed to be like a barbecue. So there is hot dogs and hamburgers. and For, um, for $59, some, a $59 yes. hot dog. Yep, that's right. And there is some grilled chicken and some other options, but... You know, I've looked at the pictures of the food, and it just doesn't. Well, it just doesn't look that great. People love it. It's an exciting show. Um, you get uh, Mickey, Minnie, and Chip, Dale, Goofy, and Pluto. So there's more characters than normal too. But boy, that just doesn't look appealing food-wise. And at Fort Wilderness, it takes some time to get there. You have to either take a bus to the resort or the boat over to the resort. Then you have to get on another bus once you get to the resort to get to the location because Fort Wilderness is huge. They have internal busing to get everywhere. So it's, it's a big time suck. It would be your whole your whole evening, basically. You're devoting to a meal. Where the other ones you're devoting an hour, hour and a half, this is your, it's your whole night. All right. Well, that's that's it. We've gone through all of them. Uh, all the character dinings, and so one question for you: What overall, like cost? Uh, if you look at cost, food, characters, what would be your number one? And if you have to do a tie, I understand. Uh, would you recommend as a you got to do this at least once character dining experience? For for the average person, boy, it's hard not to recommend Cinderella's Royal Table because you're eating in a castle, but it's expensive tough to get if you're going for princesses i say do Ackers's. absolutely that with, would be my one and with the new frozen taking over i'm sure they're yeah. going to remodel that a little bit and get anna and elsa in there and it's and, I, and i've always heard that is the better cinderella's table so absolutely. all right next time we go to epcot we will have to check that out and my other one is garden grill all right so i like that that one has good food your your kids think it's really neat to be in a restaurant that rotates i mean let's not take that away you see part of the ride living with the land um as you rotate it's just really nice really well done character dining and i think the most important tip is if you are even thinking about doing character dining they do book ridiculously fast so uh make sure you call ahead of time or use uh, a walt disney world travel agent i know doug's wife michelle has been fantastic for us uh, getting us the last be our guest we made a last minute decision to go there uh, also getting us great seats for the playhouse junior or disney wow now i'm saying it the <laughs> disney junior uh, uh, pl- uh time which was great so use a travel agent make sure you book ahead of time because we have tried cinderella's royal table multiple times and been locked out so it it is disney knows what they're doing they're expensive but people are willing to pay it's a great time to get that one-on-one experience so anything else you'd like to add, Doug, before we close the show out? You know, one important thing, if you're planning on doing multiple character meals, if you're good with just one, then um, you can figure out your budget, see if the dining plan is good for you or not. If you're going to think about doing two character meals on your trip, um, the dining plan is an awesome way to go. Uh, there are ways to save money by doing the dining plan, and lots of character dining is definitely one of those ways you can maximize that dining plan. Uh, with these meals that we just talked about. And it's good food. Um, it's nice to sit down, have somebody else bring your drink to you once a time a day. So uh, that's one recommendation. If you're doing a lot of it, get the dining plan. 
Awesome. Well, there you go. I'm looking forward to our next trip uh, doing the Animal Kingdom of the Tusker House. So very excited about that and looking forward to as my kids grow and we continue to go doing even more. So thank you again for listening to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm Derek Sassman. And as always, I have Dr. Doug with me, the Disney dentist. Please go to our Facebook page at Rope Drop Radio or follow us on Twitter for deals, updates, everything Disney. Subscribe to this channel. And thank you again for listening to Rope Drop Radio.